Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. This is my last solo episode for a little while. I was just looking at the schedule just before hitting record today. And over the coming weeks, we've got some really epic guests jumping on. And when I say epic, epic as in I've got some of my team jumping in and also some clients jumping in, sharing some of their incredible stories and journeys over the next couple of weeks, which I know are going to inspire you in all the ways as they do me. You all know that I love sharing these solo episodes with you. So really excited to record this last one for a little while. And The reason this episode feels incredibly fun is because I'm sharing and talking about the hardest parts of running a business today. And I'm sharing and talking about this from your perspective. So about a week ago on social media, I asked you, all of you, what you found to be the hardest parts of running your business. I asked you over in my Facebook group, Shine Online with Ellie Swift, and also on Instagram with the view to really normalize the the challenges that we all face within business and speak to each of those because i know that the you know the lens with which i have being a coach with around about 50 clients is that i see every day just how many challenges people are experiencing in business but if you aren't in a mastermind or you don't have that kind of view it can be really easy to think that you're the only person experiencing challenges and everyone else is just having fun and wins and it's all just like rosy for them, which of course is not the case. So I wanted to share what you shared as being the hardest parts of running your business and normalize them by talking about some tips and strategies that I recommend if you are experiencing those challenges. So just speaking to each of these. So I don't doubt that there will be something in here that you might relate to. I think looking through everything I'm about to talk to, I have experienced as a challenge myself at some point or another in my journey. (laughs) Really excited to talk about these and and go through what I've learned along the way about how to move through them and, and navigate them. So what I realized as I got all this information from you was that it was very easy to break these up into strategy-based challenges, mindset challenges, and marketing challenges. And you know that the way that I teach is through the SWIFT marketing method framework, which is strategy, mindset, and marketing. So 
I've divided them up into each of those key pillars and I'll talk through them in that way. So let's kick off with strategy first and foremost. So something that came up quite a few times was this idea of it being a real challenge, navigating life and work, balancing life and work, getting time to work on the business and showing up consistently. So I'm sharing exact words that were communicated and shared with us that were biggest challenges. So that balance, basically how to find time to work in your business and how to be consistent in your business, knowing that especially if you're starting or you're in a season where you're you're building, you're likely doing so alongside life. So maybe it's kids, uh, whether they're babies or school age or teenagers. I've got clients with kids through all of the ages, or you might have a full-time job still at the moment. Again, some of my masterminders that come into SwiftMind definitely are still in full-time jobs. We have relationships, family things, aging parents, all sorts of life things that occur that, of course, we can't just request they get put on hold for our business, right? When, for context, and many of you know this, but when I was starting my business, I was working a full-time job. And even now I go through seasons where I'm like, okay, if we're going to scale to this next level or we're going to do this next thing, that's going to require this from me. And so therefore I'm I'm going all in for this particular period or whatever, whatever it is. So I, I just want to talk to knowing that when you're in a season that your business requires extra of you or requires prioritization or requires attention. And the way to know this is if you're A, wanting to make more money in your business or B, you're wanting to build it, start it from scratch. So when you're in either of those seasons, your business is going to require something from you. Basically, any time that you're like, I want to build beyond where I'm at right now, which is usually in the first five years of business that we really need to commit to, to that build phase. The first thing that I would say here is that there needs to be a trade-off that is made. There absolutely needs to be a trade-off that is made. You can't have addition without subtraction in that you can't start a business and expect that you're going to be able to magically find all this time to do so without trading off anything else in your life. And you'll notice that I intentionally use that word trade-off because I believe that sacrifice is something that sounds very passive, very out of our control, whereas trade-off is conscious. Trade-off is a decision that we make. If we're trading off other areas of our life, whether it be some of our weekends or some of our time with friends or even some family time, we're doing so intentionally because we've decided that we're in a season of our business where our business requires more from us. And so this needs to be a conscious choice. And this can be challenging for you, especially if you're in a phase of life that you really love right now. So if you're in a phase of life where you've got your kids that you've always wanted or, you know, the house that you've wanted or the relationship or whatever else, but the business is just the one component that you still really want to create, then thinking that you can just add that in to your beautiful life without any kind of trade-off to build it, it just doesn't work like that. Knowing that you need to commit to this being a season where work is priority. I have had numerous conversations with Che 
where this has been the case because you can't do it alone. So there needs to be a conversation with family. And I've got clients who have literally sat their teenage children down around the table and said, mom's about to go into a season where she's about to work more because this is why we're doing it. This is what it's going to look like. And this is what I need from you to support me to make that happen. So being really clear on what your boundaries are, really clear on what support you need so that you can prioritize, give yourself a time limit, right? I'm going to be committing to showing up and working more or going all in for the next three months or the next six months or whatever it is. But knowing that it takes work to build a business, it takes work, it takes showing up consistently. You know, sometimes I I might have someone say to me, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just not getting results that I want. And they know that they're not doing the work to make that happen. It does mean that you have to consistently show up. It does mean that you have to consistently be leveling up in your business and, you know, doing what you need to do to to put in the work, to create the growth. The biggest thing I would say around this balance piece is being really mindful that it's a season, it's not forever, and communicating with your partner or with whoever it is you live with or your children that this is the season that you're in and that this is what it looks like and really owning those trade-offs rather than, you know, showing up and going, right, I'm kind of just going to try. And if it works, it works. It doesn't. It's, it's all about decision. I've had clients who have built businesses to six figures when they've had seven week old newborns, um, when they've had small children, when they've had teenage kids. And, you know, again, it's, it's making that conscious choice, making that decision, calling in the support that's required and then showing up and making it happen. So knowing that there's no magic formula here, there's no easy way to do this other than showing up and doing the work. And then the final thing that I'd add to this around that consistency piece is know that there will absolutely be times that you don't feel like showing up. I think that that's so useful to remember and so obvious. I know you're a smart human, you know this, but it's easy for us to kind of think that there's times when like we just kind of assume that it's going to be good all the time in our business. And that's so not the case, but being a CEO and being in that CEO mindset means knowing that you're not always going to want to show up, but your why, your reason for having your business is bigger than your excuse that day or your self-sabotage that day. And so that means that you're going to show up even though you don't want to. In full transparency, this podcast episode right now, I was like, oh, I don't know if I feel like doing it today, but I know that I'm going to feel so much better after it's done. And also five minutes on the mic and I'm excited to be here. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that every time I jump on the mic and share, you know, these podcasts with you that, that I feel like doing it in every single moment. You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons that we can tell ourselves, oh, it's not my time of day or I'm not in the right season of my cycle, or it's, you know, as a projector in human design, I've already, you know, worked too many hours today or whatever it is, like be really mindful of those excuses and what you actually need to show up consistently. The other thing that was shared as a challenge in relation to strategy is outsourcing. So relinquishing control and 
outsourcing to other people so that you can keep growing in your business. And so my thoughts around this are a little different to what you might usually hear, which, you know, what you might usually hear around outsourcing is that outsource it to other people because they're going to do it better than you. They're going to do that work better than you because there we all have different strengths and other people have different skill sets that we don't have. But what I actually find is really, really supportive for my clients is when you adopt the belief instead of knowing that your team might not actually do it as good as you initially, because for so many of us who are high performers, we've trained ourselves to do the tasks really, really, really well. And if we believe that our team members are going to come in and do it better than us immediately and they don't, that expectation can be really dangerous (laughs) and it can be really disappointing. So instead, if you don't place any of that expectation on your team and you don't expect them to do it better than you initially, but know that as they consistently show up and take on that new role that they're going to learn and learn and learn. And over time, it's going to be incredibly supportive for you because you're going to have far less on your plate and you're going to be able to focus on the things that matter. I find that to be the most supportive mindset to be in because ultimately outsourcing is just part of the game. You need to be able to hire a team and hand things over to keep building. And it can feel really, really challenging to do so. And so I think being mindful when you're hiring of hiring the people that have the strengths and the skill set and the values that you most want, but not placing expectations on them as to how amazing they're going to be initially, but rather allowing them to grow and learn as they grow and trusting that if you've gone through and you've hired somebody, if you've made a good hire and you've gone through that process really well, then over time, they're going to be incredible at that role. They're going to make it their own and you're going to feel so, so supported in that. Okay. Let's talk about some of the mindset challenges that you shared were hardest for you. So the things that came up around mindset were the confidence to know where to start, overcoming imposter syndrome and comparisonitis. So let's start with the confidence to know where to start. This is one of those things where it's a mindset challenge that I believe is best solved through strategy. And the best way to do that is to get support. So if you're feeling unsure about knowing where to start, usually that's a sign that you need to get some support. And as you know, I am such an advocate for coaching. Of course, I've had a business coach with me since day one in my business. I always recommend that people work with business coaches, whether it be through a mastermind or, you know, something else, one-to-one or whatever, knowing that getting a business coach on board is going to change the game for you because it removes a lot of those question marks. It removes the where do I start? What does this look like? What's my next step? What's my plan? Those are things that you can't be expected to know when you're starting your business. For most of us, we've never started businesses before. I certainly hadn't. And even if you have prior skill sets like I did in you know, marketing and sales and strategy, that doesn't mean that you are naturally going to just know how to start a business. I needed support with starting my business. I needed to know how I was going to be able to do it in a way that was most powerful, what was going to help me get the best results and so forth. And so if you're 
seeking out that confidence in where to start, I would say spend less time looking for that confidence and more time focused on getting the support that you need to know where to start because confidence will come through that action and confidence will come through having the support of others who have been before you. The next one, imposter syndrome. The thing with these mindset challenges that, and speaking to all of them that have come up here is that what I find with mindset is that so often we think that we need to overcome the thing that we're experiencing before we take action, that we couldn't possibly take action before we have overcome the thing, before we've moved through the mindset wobble. And actually the opposite is always the thing that is true. That clarity, the mindset work, the clearing, the moving through the mindset challenges usually comes through action. And so with imposter syndrome, I find that imposter syndrome is one of those things that is so deeply conditioned in women. You know, I could talk forever about the patriarchy and patriarchal belief systems that are so deeply rooted in our society and what that means for women and this story that we have around not being enough and not being worthy and never knowing enough and not enough, not enough, not enough, because it's so, so deeply ingrained. And I've felt it at every single stage of my journey. I still feel it every single day. But rather than telling myself that it's something that I need to overcome, I instead just keep riding with it. So I know that it's going to show up for me at different times. I know that it exists. And instead of trying to overcome it, I work with it. So I feel it. I allow it to be there. I recognize it for what it is, which is deeply ingrained beliefs that don't serve me. And I continue forward with what does serve me. So, you know, whether that be reframing to stories of evidence that I know I can do things and, you know, the lives I've changed and all of those things. And when I was first starting out, it was any evidence I could get my hands on, like, someone telling me that they thought I was good or whatever it might be, because you don't have a lot of evidence when you're first starting out, but just knowing that the key is to take action anyway and not make it your goal to overcome imposter syndrome. The goal should never be to overcome imposter syndrome because it's almost a, an impossible goal. The goal is instead to keep moving forward, even though it's there showing up. And then the third mindset challenge the thing that you found hardest is this comparisonitis piece. We'll link in the show notes because there's a whole episode I did around comparisonitis, which I hope will really support you. But the thing with comparisonitis in our online space is that of course, comparisonitis is real because name another industry where you can see what everyone else is in your space is doing 24 <laughs> seven. You know, I, I always think, and I share this in the comparisonitis episode, I always think about, for example, my parents' business. When I was a kid growing up, my parents had air conditioning businesses. They bought and sold and started franchises and started their own air conditioning businesses. And my dad didn't know what was going on in the businesses of, you know, he would have called them his competitors because there was no social media. If he were to find out what was going on, it was through hearsay, through, you know, another supplier or clients or whatever else. But he didn't know what the inside of their business was looking like. He definitely wouldn't have known what money they were making or any of those things because 
that's just not something that you saw in a business like that. And it's probably true today for a lot of businesses, but for so many of us who have online based businesses, we see everything that's going on in our competitors. I say in air quotes, cause I hate that word. We see what's going on in their businesses day in, day out. So of course, we're going to be feeling comparisonitis. Of course, that's going to show up for us. That makes so much sense. But two things that I would say here, the first thing is, please, please stop comparing yourself if you are comparing yourself to the businesses of people who are at very different stages to you. I know that when I first started, if I compared myself to myself now, that just would have been an impossible task. And I know now that if I look at eight or nine figure businesses, me comparing myself to them is also a crazy impossible task. And so don't compare yourself to the middle or the end of another person's business. You know, if you want to focus on that healthy comparisonitis, focus on how you can be better every single day. Focus on competing with yourself. How can you do better than yesterday? How can you do better than your last launch? How can you do better than your last year or your last quarter or whatever it is? And then the second thing that I'd say is mute people. Get that mute button on girl and mute people that you follow that you notice yourself feeling some kind of ickiness around. Trust your gut there. Trust your intuition. If you're following people and it doesn't feel good for you, then hit the mute button. You don't need to be seeing everyone else in the online space. And I find that comparisonitis is more rife for people who are watching what other people are doing consistently or people who are spending a lot of time scrolling. Business and taking action in your business is not the same as scrolling. They're two very different things. Don't convince yourself that you're doing business work if you're scrolling social media because that's not taking action. So less scrolling, more muting, and really staying in your own lane. The last pillar of marketing, we had a lot of things that you shared that were really hard around this. So lead generation, knowing how to sell, creating great copy, um, scaling with sales, not making sales sleazy, knowing how to market myself effectively, knowing how to stand out. And I'm not at all surprised that the hardest things that you shared were related to the pillar of marketing. That does not surprise me in the slightest because it's what I see with my clients as well, is that the the hardest part of running a business is the generating ideal clients piece of the business, you know, getting those incredible clients in, attracting those clients in, all of these things that were shared are other ways of saying my biggest challenge is winning clients. No, when that is our biggest challenge, which is usually the biggest challenge in the first few years of business, and then it continues to be something that we need to focus on as we move through our later years of business, the biggest thing is that you need to know how to market yourself and you need to know how to sell. And I know that you being here listening to this is that is not a surprise statement. (laughs) You know that I'm all about marketing and sales and I view the two very much in the same category, just two different stages of the same process. That is the whole reason why I created the Soulful Sales Intensive. So I just wanted to to briefly touch on why I created this two-day event that I'm hosting this weekend. It's your last 24 hours right now to join if you are in. And that is because what I'm seeing so much of right now is that 
people are checking out because things are noisy, because there's too much information. They don't know where to get their information from, and they're not feeling like they've got an opportunity to change the game really quickly. I don't know any other actually great weekend events where you can sit in a virtual room for two days and learn a whole sales system, one that is done with soul, one that will make you you know, stand out in the online space as somebody who is selling with integrity, which again, is just such a rarity. And it makes me really sad to say that, but such a rarity in the online space. And so knowing how to sell is essential. And I know you know that because you shared that back to me. And I love that there's that awareness there across the board, you know, within my community. But if that's the biggest problem, there is a solution, which is why I created the Soulful Sales Intensive. So being able to really teach you how to sell with soul, teaching you my whole sales system, I have been at the time of recording this, finalizing the content for the weekend, and it's some of the best I've shared. It's so specific. So I'm giving you a really specific, I'm giving you two sales systems and they're different depending on what offers you sell in your business. And we're going to go through them start to finish. I'm going to share with you everything from that top end of the funnel of attracting your leads in your business through to how to follow up, how to speak to your clients when they share with you specific objections, how to be on sales calls with people in a way that doesn't feel sleazy or gross, how to actually attract people onto those calls. So we marry up marketing and sales because if you've got a lead problem, that is something that this solves. If you've got a sales problem, that is something that this solves. So no matter where you're feeling challenged in your sales process, I'm going to be taking you through from start to finish this weekend. The women that have stepped forward so far are incredible. We have women of all different stages of business. And I would just love to support you with this so much because I know that it's something that has been missing in the industry. It's like nothing I've seen before. And I know that it's something that's been missing within my suite of offers to be able to share this with you and support you in this way. And my aim is that you're going to come out of it and have the tools that you need to be able to to sell straight away, which is why I've got the Facebook group with me for three weeks afterwards so that you know, you can ask me any questions as you're starting to put it into practice and win those clients straight away through the tools and the strategies that we've shared. So really, really excited to do this, really, really excited for the weekend ahead and to teach you my soulful sales methodology. I know that it's incredible and powerful and an absolute game changer. So if you're not with me yet, and you don't have a full roster of clients, then what are you doing? (laughs) Come and join me. It's going to be amazing. You can jump on over to elliswift.com forward slash soulful sales intensive. Yeah. If you don't have the clients that you want and you're not with me on this, what are you doing? Honestly, if you can't join me for this weekend, that's fine. You've got access to the replays and you'll be able to watch them. Like I said, you've got me for three weeks afterwards. So The whole reason for providing that time limit is so that you get in there and watch those replays quickly. I can't wait to do this with you. If you have any questions, send me a DM at LEHSwift on Instagram, and I will see you virtually this weekend. I can't wait to know you and your business more and support you to create an incredible sales system. So much love.